Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One day, I remember, my grandma, I think, called to talk to me. And I think I didn't have time to talk to her. And I said, okay, I'll talk to her another time. And I wish my parents were honest with me. Because two weeks later, I was getting in the elevator with my mother and she goes, your grandma's going to die. And I was like, what? It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Today is just one of those days where nothing is going my way and I literally want to cry right now. And nothing even bad really happened. It's more that everything feels like it's been out of my control and I just want to have a breakdown. Even recording this episode, I just re-recorded it like three times because it's not perfect enough. And that's the problem. I'm not fucking perfect. And it's driving me crazy. Imagine living your whole life wanting to be perfect, but knowing deep down the perfection will never be achieved. Not by you, not by anyone. I mean... Perfection, just like beauty, is subjective and it doesn't exist, to be honest, but still striving for it and just watching yourself consistently fail and then feeling disappointed with yourself and then yelling at yourself and being hard on yourself. And it's so fucking stupid. You know what? I have a job to do. And it's this podcast and making guys smile or cry. We'll see where this episode goes today. Hi, guys. I'm Via Benson. Not me not saying my name right. What is happening? Well, shall we start? Just today is just one of those days. But if you're having that same fucking terrible day where you cannot speak English or even say your name properly, you're not alone. I'm here with you. Hi, guys. I'm Violet Benson. And welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting. Today, I am... I would say I'm not your big sister today. Today, I would say I'm more like your house cat, a very grumpy house cat that hasn't been house trained or potty trained. And I hope by the end of this episode, you will decide to keep me instead of taking me back to the pound or putting me to sleep. So, hi. I am your grumpy cat, Viola Benson. I am so excited for today's episode because it's a solo episode and we get to dive into so many different things. One, there's just a few silly things I want to talk about that just make me giggle and you can just listen to it while you're just, you know, doing your laundry. And then there's a few other things that are a little more serious. So we'll see. We'll see if you'll be crying by the end of this episode or laughing, but it's a good one. Today's episode kind of revolves around this month's topic. It's November, which means dun, 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 Scorpio month. Yeah, that's right. It is Scorpio month. Um, only the best sign out there, the most misunderstood sign. And no, I'm not going to be talking about zodiac signs. Don't worry. Although 
I am thinking of doing some of my Tuesday episodes about zodiac signs. So let me know if you would like that. But we have Scorpio month this month, which is all about darkness, supernatural, and obviously death because I'm morbid. So this month we have um, ghost hunters, we got alien talk, we got uh, psychics. And today's episode is about getting older and death. (laughs) So welcome. One thing that I will say that really bothers me, and I'm very jealous of other podcasters, is that they have a second person. And yes, I have that sometimes, not just in my head, but when I have guests on, but I am, I do like the banter. I'm very jealous of the banter that two people have because sometimes when I do these solo episodes, it's kind of like, if I don't have the banter, is the joke really hitting, you know? So I thought maybe today, where the fuck is my cat? I was going to say pancakes can be the second host, but she's gone. God forbid she ever works in her life. She is living rent-free in my home. She does not contribute. She just sheds on everything I've ever ever loved. Poops. Well, at least finally she's potty trained. Um, Eats 75 times a day and, and, you know, has to nap at least 20 hours a day. And if she's only napped 18 hours, you know, do not go near her because she is grumpy. She is like, I need a nap from my current nap. And, you know, like, don't even talk to me today. I barely got any sleep. I got only 18 hours. But one really fun news that I have for you is that I really want to bring back Confession Corner. And I feel like, you know, me and my team, we got so busy with the other episodes we were working on that we kind of forgot about Confession Corner. I mean, you know, it's crazy how much work goes into podcasting. And it's crazy that I'm no longer, quote unquote, an influencer in a way. I'm a full on real podcast host, which actually my mother just found out. My mother came up to me the other day and she goes, Violetta, I have an idea for you. I know exactly what you need to do next. And I said, okay, mom, I'm all ears. I'm excited. What is it? And I'm like, please don't say marriage because I don't have any prospects and it'll just make me depressed. And she's like, okay, I know. Uh, So I think you would be very good at um, radio host. And I was like, mother, I have some news for you. And she's like, yes. I'm like, that is literally my current job. So you are indeed correct. That would be something I'm good at because it's literally what I currently do. And I'm good at that. Thanks to you guys. We are one of the top mental health podcasts in the world. So round of applause to my listeners and to my mother for having me, not even a C-section out of her vagina. Thank you. Oh, and for my father for having sex with my mother. Thank you. Cause that's why I'm here. So (laughs) yay. I want to bring back Confession Corner. I want to first start devoting one Tuesday a month to you guys. I want to get back to that. And I'm going to give you the number right now. So take out a pen and paper and write this number down, but I'll also include it in my link tree and all of my links moving forward so you can always use it. But you will be able to call this number and confess any secret. Sometimes I will have a specific topic for you, but regardless, whenever you're bored, call in and spill. 
It can be anything. It can be a confession where you're like, oh my God, I took a shit in my boyfriend's car and he thinks it's his dad and now they they haven't spoken to each other in 10 years. It can be something wild like that. Or it can be a confession like, I fucked my best friend's boyfriend and she still doesn't know and I don't know when I'm gonna tell her. So here's the number, 424-278-4268. Once again, that's 424-278-4268. Call this number whenever you feel like you have a confession. I will then collect these confessions and it'll be called Confession Corner, hosted by you guys. And then if it becomes really good and you guys call in a lot, I'll either move it to a Thursday episode, which is a main episode, or I'll move it to doing it twice a month. So I'm really excited for that. So I'm hoping to get back into that, honestly, even this month. But anyway, I do have a quick PSA and that is, you can put your pen down. If you're like me and you have ADHD or ADD or any other reason or excuse to take Adderall, like, you know, you just love meth. Whatever you do, it's so important. After you take Adderall, what happens in the next 20 minutes? You have to pay attention to what you do because that may create the rest of your day. And I'm saying this because it happened to me today. Sometimes I forget that in that 20 minutes after taking my Adderall, I'm about to start being very focused. And if I accidentally focus on the wrong thing, I will not stop. Guess what I did after I took my Adderall today? I took it and I was ready to record this podcast. Uh, I thought it would make my day better. So I said, you know what? I have like 10 minutes to kill. Let's do some self-care because I've not been taking care of myself. And I was like, no, obviously not exercise. I don't have time for that. It's <laughs> like, I will masturbate. But like really quick before I go record, maybe it'll help me like chill out. And unfortunately, the Adderall kicked in while I decided to do some self-care. And it went from self-care to masturbating on accident for two hours. And the reason I'm telling you is because I don't want that to be you. Because I'm sure you have better things to do. And it wasn't even enjoyable. It was to the point that my legs were locked. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I am sweating. At this point, I don't know what day it is. I don't know how many years have passed. My hair has grown back. The seasons have changed. My cat starved to death. And I'm late on the mortgage payments because I've been busy just masturbating away. And I could have given up, but every time, because I, I just couldn't, um, you know, quote unquote, release. I couldn't come. And I just kept being like, you know what? No, it's, it's going to happen. I got this. I was such a hard worker and I was so persistent. And I said, I set a goal and I'm going to get to the finish end no matter what. And then other thoughts will go in my head, like other things that I need to do because the Adderall's kicking in. So then I'm just like, oh shit, okay, I have to remember to text my mom. Okay, oh, I'm like, ah, fuck, V, don't think about your parents. Okay, wait, back, back to whatever I'm doing. Finally, finally, I came. And when I was done, was it worth it? No. Because when I finished, I couldn't feel my legs anymore. So the downside of masturbating for two hours with like my legs in day. By the way, what is up with that? When like when girls were trying to get an orgasm, the way we like place our legs in different areas and then we'll be like, don't move, don't move. It's just, it's really a sight to see. So yeah, when I finished masturbating after two hours because of my Adderall, my the downside was I couldn't feel my legs anymore. 
And I was in so much pain and I was like, okay, now I know how people that exercise feel. Like, this is insane. Like, I, that feels like I exercise because I haven't worked out in so long that that was really hard and painful. My, my legs still hurt. Uh, the plus size that after that, hydrate baby. I drank my one gallon of water. So I was really proud of myself because I was so thirsty. I mean, <laughs> I sweat out any water I drank that day. So that was that. Um, save yourselves. I'm happy. I'm happy I got that off my chest. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see what's next. Speaking of morbid darkness, I randomly saw this tweet and it really stuck with me. And I feel like I want to start texting this to people. And you guys tell me what you think. If you ever feel safe, just remember that I'm out there. Did you hear me? If you ever feel safe, remember that I'm out there. Like, what the fuck is that about? I don't know what that's about, but imagine somebody texted that to you. Imagine you, somebody texted that to you out of nowhere. Or imagine you dump someone. And all they respond back is, okay, well, if you ever feel safe, just remember that I'm out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> brilliant. Casey, who tweeted this, Casey at $20 a gram. Are you a Scorpio? Cause you are creepy as fuck. And I fuck with you. So yeah, I love that. Imaginary co-host. That's crazy, right? Girl. That is spooky, right? Okay, so with my birthday coming up, I was going, I was already feeling some type of way and I think I was in denial about it. Um, basically, I was hanging out with my friends and they were asked me, so what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, you know, I just don't like to celebrate my birthday anymore. I don't like to make a big deal out of it. I just feel like I'm always doing stuff for other people for my birthday and I just probably gonna do nothing. And the reality was that there's something that a lot of us women experience after we hit 30, and that's feeling older. And that's something that we, I think, are in denial about that, or we don't talk about it as much. Because I feel like I really sat there and I talked about how amazing it is. So once you hit 30, your life completely changes and like being in your thirties is amazing. Cause you kind of like have your shit together more and you're finally making money and you know what you want, you know what you don't want and you don't have to date loser. Well, that's not true, but you, you catch my drift. And I feel like I didn't still discuss other stuff, which is you're not always going to be like, Oh my God, this is so sick. This is so amazing. You're going to have the moments where you're going to feel not the best because society makes you feel like when you hit 30, you might as well just kill yourself because you're old as fuck. And if, if, if you were, let's say, an actor, you'd be playing someone's grandma. You'd be playing a 50-year-old guy's grandma while he would have a love interest that's 20 years old. So that's usually how it works. Um, so I feel like I wanted them to be honest on this part of myself as well. And that's that I thought I just didn't like celebrating my birthdays anymore versus just admitting that I didn't like celebrating my birthdays anymore because it's just a reminder that I'm getting older. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And that freaks me out because it makes me feel like I haven't accomplished everything that I want to accomplish. And you're like, V, what else is there to accomplish? You've accomplished so much. And I'm like, oh my God, you are so sweet for saying that. But I haven't accomplished the thing that we're growing up taught that we're supposed to accomplish at this age. And I don't care how much we try to pretend like I don't care about these things. It's always going to be in the back of your head because it was ingrained in us. And unfortunately, I would sit there and I'm like, I feel shame that... I'm not married with kids. And I feel even worse shame because it's not even something that's been on my mind to even do. Do I want kids? Yes, obviously. I actually really do want kids because they're going to have amazing genes. My family and I were, br- were like brilliant. We, <laughs> everyone has secondary degrees and we got great looking genes as well. So yeah, I definitely want my Jewish genes to continue on. Um, but... <laughs> being silly. I'm just trying to hype myself up. But you know, I haven't found a partner and I haven't had time to think about it. And thinking about that makes me feel like shit. And that was one of the reasons I felt like I had nothing to celebrate because suddenly all the accomplishments, everything I've achieved so far doesn't count because I don't have a partner to celebrate with me. And I did the same thing last year where I said, you know what? I'm not going to make a big deal out of my birthday because next year, When I have a partner, then I can celebrate. And now this year came around again. And it's kind of like, I almost have the same thoughts. Like, well, you know, and it's like, okay, so I just keep pushing every single year. When in reality, I will never be as young as I am today. Every day you're getting older. So to sit around to be like, well, I'm just not going to celebrate this moment that just happened to me until I achieve this other thing. When in reality, why not just celebrate what you have now? So I just ended up opening up to my friends because I didn't even realize that was one of my insecurities. And I just want to share with you guys because I don't want you to only see that one side where everyone's supposed to be super thrilled when you turn 30. And then you're kind of looking around feeling like, wait, so no one else feels like shit when they're 30, 31, 32, 33, not married. And then society makes you feel like you should feel like shit. And even though I know I'm not supposed to, but everyone around me is telling me that there's something wrong with me. So I want to tell you, you're not alone. No matter how happy I am to be in my 30s, to look the way I look in my 30s, because trust me, I feel like I finally peaked now (laughs) and not (laughs) when I was a teenager in my 20s. Um, That part does linger over me and I do feel shame. 
and embarrassed. It's actually one of the reasons one of my best friends from high school, I kind of took a step back from her. And I think that's another thing that people don't talk about enough. It's how you stop having things in common with your friends when you do different things in life. And as much as you think it doesn't completely change your life, having a partner and children does kind of set different priorities. So then the friends who are single have different priorities and then suddenly you feel disconnected. And I don't know if that's the case for a lot of other people, but like for me, being the single friend, it makes me feel like I can't relate to my friends who have kids and husbands. And a lot of times I feel embarrassed or shame if they make jokes about it. And and obviously it's because I'm projecting because I'm secretly insecure about it because I'm confused. Like, what is wrong with me that I don't want that right now? And I know there's nothing wrong with me, but I'm only sharing this so you don't feel alone in that regard. And one of my best friends from high school, one of the reasons we kind of separated and don't hang out as much. And I feel terrible admitting this because she doesn't even know why I started seeing her less and talking to her less. She probably thinks it's because I don't have time for her when in reality, I just started to feel embarrassed and shamed that every time I came to one of her kids' birthdays or any other events, her and the rest of her group of friends all are married with kids now and I'm not. So I would be the butt of the joke. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't help but get a little offended because I am a little self-conscious about it. That's the truth. Or sometimes at least I get self-conscious about it. So I stopped showing up to these things because I felt like shame. I felt shame. Anyone else is out there, if you're listening, maybe this can also make you feel better about the fact that sometimes when someone doesn't hang out with you anymore as much or when somebody stops talking to you, sometimes it's not because you did anything wrong. It's because they have their own issues going on and it's not personal. So the reason I'm bringing up the birthday part is that A, I decided, screw it. I'm going to create memories this year. Because yeah, I, I've been in denial that I'm 33. I feel like I'm 30 or 31. A lot of times when people ask me how old I am, I say that I'm 32. Because I feel like the pandemic took two years of our lives and it's not fair. Like, I feel like that should even count as part of your age. But I am thinking though of freezing my eggs. So as much as I'm in denial about my age, biology doesn't care. And I am thinking of freezing my eggs for my birthday or during December. So if I do do that, let me know if you want me to kind of tell you about my process in case anyone else out there is thinking about it. So I have no problem sharing. But anyway, I'm 33. And my birthday, November 15, I will be turning 34, which is very hard for me to understand how I got here. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. But I know it's not old, but it feels old sometimes, you know? I know it's not, though. So I decided this year I will be celebrating with my friends. And I decided that the only way to not feel shame that I'm about to turn 34 is to start being honest with how old I am. Instead of saying I'm 32, I need to realize I'm 33 and in 14 or 10 days or whatever, I will be 34. So hopefully if you're listening, you're not alone and let's make the best and the most out of these years. If, whether you're single or not, if you just got a divorce, if you're 
whatever it is that you're going through, because every day, like I said, you're the youngest you've ever been. So don't hold off and wait until for the perfect day because you'll never have it. So you know what? I am going to be doing something fun with my friends for my birthday this year. And the reason I was thinking about sharing this with you guys and knowing I can, I can help someone out there feels like a relief and a relief off my shoulders. It doesn't feel as heavy anymore. But also one thing that we need to realize, the reason it feels good once we share, once we talk about these things, once we realize we're not alone is that the emotions we often label as quote, quote, negative are often than not are the helpful emotions, not the negative ones. Because like I said in the beginning, when you're angry, confused, flustered, these negative emotions, whatever you want to label them, it's telling you what's not working. It's telling you that you're learning about what else you need to do instead. It's telling you how much you care. Right now, me sharing my shame set me free. So I don't have shame over it because I was able to gain control over my emotions. I gain control over my emotions by setting it free and by relabeling them. So that's how you're able to change things around. A, speak up, tell somebody. If you're insecure about someone, joke about it because no one else can make fun of you if you do it first. Number two, relabel it. So like I said in the beginning, if you're feeling quote unquote negative emotions, anger, is it anger or is it actually pain? Are you actually hurting? So then you have to figure out why am I hurting? If you are feeling um, anger because something's not perfect, are you angry because something's not perfect or are you angry because you care so much about this specific thing? So it just shows how passionate you are about wanting everything to work out. That's how I am with my podcast. I'm so passionate about my job and what I do and about you guys. And that's good. It's good. I fucking care, which is why it's going to always be great. Or if uh, another negative emotion, quote, unquote, you're lazy. If you're feeling lazy, Maybe you're actually burnt out. How about you relabel it and realize that you're burnt out and you're human and you deserve a break. Let's see, what other emotions people, oh, jealousy. If you are feeling jealousy of someone, why don't you relabel it and actually show you that, A, how much you care. So if it's jealousy with your partner, it means, wow, you like them so much that you're so scared of losing them. That's actually a positive thing. It means I love this person so much because if you weren't jealous or like ever cared, it just will be like, why are you even dating this person? If you're feeling jealousy about someone's position in life, instead of putting all those negative emotions towards them, it's actually telling you that you need to relabel those emotions. And it's telling you that whatever you're going through right now is not working for you anymore. You've outgrown this part in your life and you're jealous of someone else because you want that. So it's time for you to figure out how you, can, how you can achieve just that. So take your power back, gain control, and don't let anyone else make you feel like shit over your insecurities. By hiding them, by allowing shame to win, you're allowing other people who are miserable with their lives judge you. So instead, and you're allowing your bad thoughts to take over. And trust me, I cannot say this enough. Your thoughts will lie to you and they will fool you to believing that you are less great, less popular, less loved than you really are. So as we're talking about the birthday conversation, here I am sad 
about getting older that I didn't have a chance to start and think about the fact that we're not the only ones getting older. Everyone around us is also getting older. And that's so scary. It's so scary, the thought that the people around you one day may not be around. I think it's such a hard thought that many of us just try not to think about, especially I would say I'm definitely one of them. I'm so busy thinking about how I'm aging and feeling shame that I don't have a husband because for whatever reason, because that's what society telling me. And I'm not thinking about the fact that every year I'm getting older, so are my parents. Every year that I'm waiting to celebrate myself with the people that I love is a year lost that the people that I love could spend with me. A, long, a while back on an episode, I talked about um, this thing that I heard in another podcast. And it was kind of that, that, uh, that one guy talking about, you know, how often do you see your parents? And the other guy responded, mm, I don't know, like, let's say once a year. And he goes, okay, how old is your father? And the guy goes, let's say 70. And he goes, okay, so 70. Let's say he has 12 more years to live before he's gone by 82. So if you see him once a year, that means you have 12 more times to see your father before you'll never see him again. And when you put that in a number type of perspective, you realize how much less time you have of people. Because that is the scariest thing is that everyone you will meet in your life, they all have a last time you'll ever see them again. And that's scary to think about because you never think it'll happen to you until it does. And yes, now I remember why I ended up thinking about this topic for today's podcast, aside from just being a Scorpio that thinks about morbid things like death. It's kind of opening up our eyes. Everyone around us, even if they look healthy, we never know when their last day with us will be. And we always think, but it'll never happen to me, or I still have a lot of time. And the people that I love still have a lot of time, but you don't know. Tomorrow, something could happen to you. And when you think of things like that, it really puts so much in perspective. A, to not be a little bitch when it comes to celebrating myself with the people that I love, because I may not have that time again. But also B, to not take life as seriously, because sometimes we get so angry or we get so busy that we forget to call the people that we love, that we forget to respond back to a text, that we forget about the people that are most important to us because we'll say, okay, I'll get to that later. They know I love them. It doesn't matter. But what if tomorrow they were gone? And the reason I'm now saying all that was because I wanted to share something that's really dear to my heart. And I don't think, I don't think I would ever be able to talk about this without crying because I don't really have much family. I, I have very little family. I'm scared that as we get older, we're going to forget all the memories of the people that we love that are gone. And that really freaks me out because I started looking back and I realized that there's a lot I don't remember about my childhood anymore because there were some dark moments in my childhood that made my mind completely erase it. And I felt so guilty driving home that I selfishly tried to erase <laughs> trauma from my childhood when it's the only moments I also had with my grandma before she was gone. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I start to feel guilty and I start to feel anger with myself and I start to feel scared that what if when I'm older, I'm not going to remember any memory of my grandma. And that part is really hard, I think, for anyone that we lose. It's the, it's the thought of, am I mourning enough? Am I sad enough? When in reality, the guilt that we feel when someone is gone is, lives with us forever. And when we keep missing someone, it comes from selfish reasons. Because a person that passed away, they're free, they're gone. It's really for us to want to see them again. But I realized that as long as I have my pictures... And I look at them, I think that's really what matters, especially for my grandma. But I was feeling that sadness in that moment. So here's a little story I wanted to share before I end the episode, and then we can talk about death um, another time. But I hope someone out there can relate to this whole episode. So my grandma was like my best friend, and she was my second mother. And for whatever reason, her and I just connected. And then my family and I won the green card lottery. And unfortunately, my grandma was not part of the immediate family. So she was not part of the winning to move to the US. And she had to stay back. And because my dad is really into doing everything right, he didn't even think that he was allowed to bring my grandma with us because she would be then an illegal immigrant. I don't know if he regrets that choice to this day. He, I think so. But he just kept applying for my grandma's green card citizenship lottery every single year in the hopes that she'll get it and she wasn't getting it so she couldn't come live with us and we couldn't visit her obviously for years because we couldn't afford to fly to Israel because it's across the world I used to talk to my grandma a lot and then being a teenager I started focusing on my boyfriend and trying to make American friends and I just felt like I was doing what was right and what I was trying to do was I was trying to forget about my past and I always do this when I start anything new in my life it's very extreme I don't know why I do that but I was just like okay this is what I need to do I need to stop missing home and I need to move on with my life because my parents worked very hard to move us to the U.S. So here we are, and I need to be thankful and show that I'm thankful by trying to fit in. And I stopped talking to my grandma as much on the phone because I was just trying to be a teenager. Because, you know, you think this is never going to happen to me. You just, you think you have forever with people and you don't. And I hope that anyone that's listening won't take the people in their life who are older or younger for granted because you just never know. And unfortunately, this sweet thing that my parents used to do when I was younger, that if you are a parent, please don't do this. Trust me, it does not help. But they thought they were protecting me by constantly keeping things for me. Whether they were fighting, I've never seen my parents fight. So they thought they were protecting me like that. Only when I got older, 
I thought that any conflict that I ever had with a partner, that something was wrong and we need to break up because I got to see my parents never fight, even though they did. My parents never shared with me when someone was passing away or someone was sick because they didn't want me to be upset, including themselves. I mean, my mom waited until I was 18 to even tell me the fact that she was married to someone else before my dad. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so then one day I remember my grandma, I think, called to talk to me and I think I didn't have time to talk to her. And I said, okay, I'll talk to her another time. And I wish my parents were honest with me because two weeks later I was getting in the elevator with my mother and I made some joke about something. And my mom just out of nowhere freaks out. And she goes, your grandma's dying. <laughs> like, imagine. Like, I think I was like, oh, I'll just talk to grandma another time. And she goes, your grandma's going to die. And I was like, what? Like, imagine trying to protect your child by not telling you when your grandparents are sick and instead just telling you right when your grandma is about to die, your second mother. And she goes, your grandma's going to die. And I was like, what? And she goes, yes, she has cancer. She fell down the stairs, broke her hip. And then in the hospital, they found out that she also has stomach cancer and she will not survive it. Her body, her body's not healing. She's going to die. <laughs> like... What a Russian way to deliver news. You could have literally let me know in the beginning. No, you, it is what it is. You know, no one gets, no one gets a handbook on how to be a parent. That's the truth. So that's how I found out. And I don't recall anymore if I was able to talk to my grandma at that point or not, but she passed away a day or two later. I think my dad was on the way to the airport to fly to Israel. And by the time he got to the airport, we found out that she was gone. So again, when someone you love calls you or texts you, don't wait to get to them. Because this is one of the things that I felt guilty about for so many years now. And this happened to me when I was 17. And to this day, I still carry this guilt with me that I didn't, I didn't pick up the phone the two weeks before she passed away. Because... You know, I, I could have told her that I loved her. And obviously, you know, people that you love know that you love them. But it's always that thought in the back of your head. It's guilt. And the only person that can forgive you is yourself because the other person is dead. They're gone. So it's not their forgiveness that you actually need. Since my dad's side doesn't have any family, barely has any family, very minimal because they're the, the Jewish Jewish people. <laughs> and most of them have been murdered. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh as I said that, but that's the case. My grandma didn't have anyone from her family with her when she was decaying in the hospital. So luckily, my mom's side of the family was in Israel, so they were able to be with her. So A, we weren't able to, be, to say goodbye to my grandma. We weren't able to, to be with her. And the worst part of the guilt that I carry is that not only did I am I carrying the guilt of never not being on the phone with her two weeks prior basically they say when a person is passing away during their last moments their mind goes completely blank they blink out and they no longer remember anyone or anything or anything around them and then they pass away in peace and they're peaceful so this happens with every person normally when they pass away they lose their memory right before they die so that's what was happening to my grandma my mom's family was with her, holding her hand through, through it. 
I don't want to think about the fact that I wasn't there. And I know my dad feels just as much regret. He's so similar to me, Scorpios. Um, he's an only child. So yeah, when they were holding her hand and she's leaving and they're like, it's okay, you can let go. She goes blank. She forgets who anyone is. She's about to pass away. And then my grandmother opened her eyes and said, where's Violetta? I need to tell Violetta something. Where's Violetta? And they were like, Violetta's not here. And she's like, I need to tell her something. And then she died. Yeah. So imagine the guilt that I carry <laughs> all these years where not only did I not pick up the phone two weeks prior to her passing away, but when she passed away, she <laughs> remembered and was like, where's Violetta? I need to tell her something. And I'll never know until I see her again. If I do, that guilt has been with me forever. And I finally got that guilt back again when I was driving home. I felt so guilty and so shitty when I was driving home. And I was so in my feelings because I'm getting my period. Although, to be honest, maybe I'm not anymore because I didn't actually bleed. So I think I've been too stressed this uh, month. So I think I'm skipping my period. So just another thing on my list to take care of. But anyway, when I was driving home and feeling so shitty about myself for what I did for not knowing any better as a teenager and wanting to talk to my grandmother, knowing she's going to, because I didn't know she was going to die in two weeks, I started revisiting whatever memories with her I could remember. And suddenly when I was going back into these memories, I started to think of me not showing my grandma enough love. Suddenly I started to remember and think about moments where I, maybe I was calling her a lot less. Like maybe she was feeling unloved by me. Maybe I didn't care about my grandmother. Maybe I didn't love her as much as she loved me. And that made me just start crying more and more. And then finally, no, it made me start crying more and more to the point that I had to park on the side of the road because I couldn't drive anymore because I couldn't see from crying so hard. And when I stopped and pulled, when I pulled over, I, I, I did a little breathing exercise and that's when it dawned on me. My mind is playing tricks on me. My mind is lying to me right now. My mind is sitting there and rewriting my memories. It's telling me I don't care. I'm feeling like I don't care and I'm talking negatively to myself. I'm telling myself that I'm a shit person. I didn't actually care about my grandma. She never felt loved by me. I don't, you know, all these things. And my brain is just listening and taking action. So as I'm speaking badly to myself, my brain is saying, okay, queen, now let's prove it to be true. And that is literally how dangerous our words and our thoughts are because that creates our reality. I'm so happy that I overanalyze everything and that I do this for a living because that literally that moment saves me from being now depressed till the end of the month. Being depressed over something I genuinely cannot change. Once I sat there and I realized that I can take control over my emotions and over my words. So what I'm telling myself right now is a lie. I'm lying to myself. Once I realized that, I was able to change it. I told myself, no, 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 no. Do not rewrite your memories. That is not true. Grandma knew how much you loved her. That's why she wanted to see you before she passed away. She still watches over you because I feel her with me a lot of the time. Hopefully not today when I was masturbating for two hours because I'll be weird. <laughs> Hopefully she took a little lunch break when I was doing that. But I've had some life or death 
experiences, which I think I share on this month. And I feel like my grandma saved me from those moments. I told myself she knew if I was too busy, I was just being a teenager. And I gave her more than enough love. And she passed away feeling loved. And one day I will see her again. And I told myself to stop going back in my memories and stop rewriting them. And that's what I think is so important. If right now you're going through any type of grief, whether you are remembering someone you lost, whether you're about to lose someone, whether it's a relationship that failed or you're currently going through it and now you feel unloved, like you weren't there for someone, whatever it is, be kind to yourself and understand when you're going through the lows, that is the most dangerous time because your mind will lie to you and make you believe everything you're telling yourself. So if you can tell things to yourself, then remind yourself how great you are, what big heart you have, how it's okay to have a bad day, how it's okay to be vulnerable, how it's okay to not be perfect and forgive yourself for not knowing any better during the moments that you know you can never change. Like for example, it's been years, but I still struggle to forgive myself, but I have to forgive myself for not knowing any better as a teenager than my grandma was dying because my parents didn't tell me. And I have to forgive my parents for not knowing any better how to parent me because they parented me the way they only knew how because they're also not perfect. So that was really in conclusion. I know we started the episode with me masturbating, but we're ending it on this note. I hope this episode wasn't in too many circles and I hope you enjoyed this little bit of information that I shared about my grandmother. She honestly means the world to me. And uh, one of the first poems I've ever written has been for her. And I'll share it in a different episode, I promise. And if you wanted to know more about my grandma's life history, I'm sure you don't, but maybe one day I'll share a little of that as well. They have, my whole family has a very interesting life because it was very hard. And just know that if you're missing someone right now that's gone, that they love you and that hopefully one day you'll see them again and that they want you to be happy because one of the reasons we hold on to guilt and shame and pain is because a lot of us think that if we ever find a moment of happiness if we stop feeling that shame and pain that that means we don't care or that means we'll forget about that person but that's not true if you let go of the shame and if you forgive yourself for not doing more for someone that's now gone, you will not lose them. You will have the good memories with them. And trust me, anyone that's gone, that's what they will want for you. They don't want you to hold on to pain. The last thing that a dead person will want is for the living to be upset. And one thing this month that we're going to talk about is that there's nothing to be scared of the dead. The scariest thing you can be scared of is the living. So that's that. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. I am so excited to get back into confession corner. So again, if you have a second and you have a confession to tell me, honestly, even if it's a sweet confession like this, instead of like, hey, I fucked my best friend's boyfriend confession. If it's like, I can't stop thinking about him. I miss him so much. Or I lost my sibling five years ago and today was very hard to get through it. Whatever it is, call my confession line. 424-278-4268. I want to start sharing your confessions and make it a whole episode once a month to twice a month once we have more call-ins. And again, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, Almost Adulting, and leave me a five-star review of how much 
you love this podcast because it always helps. And thank you for making us one of the top mental health podcasts in the world. I love you. And I'll see you next week. Be safe.